was recording. You get wood. <laughs> what a waste. Yeah, I got wood. You guys uh, missed Did the you? joke, but that's punchline. Wes has wood. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Balderdash. We're just going to go right in it. How you guys doing? All right. Yeah. So uh, today we have John, as always, with us, and German neighbor Max is here as a guest. Hey, Max. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks for having me again. Glad <laughs> to be back. <laughs> it's like the uh, the neighbor on Home Improvement who is just looking over the fence. Yeah. 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 yeah but we, we should. Except you're German. <laughs> <laughs> but I can do the half face thing. <laughs> So you didn't did did you it? did you guys get home improvement in Germany? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did, did on purpose. <laughs> did they just like tell you that it's uh, American and people should like it? No. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Is that where you learned English? Yeah. The only English. A lot of, a lot of grunts. Yeah. <laughs> and misogyny. Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen. Uh, the Binfor two thousand has been a thing. Hey, since hey, I- hey. <laughs> he does know it. Yeah. Not pulling our leg on this yeah. one. I try to remember what the name was. I don't remember the name because it was not home improvement. Oh, it was uh, something else there? Yeah. Does fix it. <laughs> Does fix it. Ignorant to, Americans. I think it was. Could, <laughs> that's how you guys are assholes. Just put DOS in front of everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how. It's like putting an O at the end of words for Spanish. Yes. Yep. Or ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I think the German name was Tool Time. Pretty sure. Oh, no. Here who's hammering there. <laughs> <laughs> really? He's yeah. who's hammering there. Hör mal, wer hammer just like here who's hammering there. <laughs> oh my gosh, and, and, and we're back to the wood theme. Yeah. Oh, hey. That's good. Yep. I have wood. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, this is a beer and bourbon tasting podcast. So, uh, German neighbor Max brought over three selections for us, and John was able to pick one. And yeah. we might do another one, and you picked. And now I'm questioning my decision. Ah, this is great. And here's why. Yes. I don't know if you know this, but Elysian is owned by InBev, which owns Budweiser. Since 2015. Right. Yeah, I, I heard the oh. con- controversy. Yeah, so uh, it's it's kind of a sore spot because I always liked them, but they've done a pretty good job sticking to their own, except now they have Bud Light taps in all their brew houses. Or their they have tap Bud rooms. Light taps? Yeah, uh, like Elysian Fields and uh, the one up on Capitol Hill, whatever they call that one, Elysian Capitol Hill. And technically, oh, they're not the craft brewery anymore. Nope, not nope. Because they not, have that big. Dis- they have the big um, uh, production facility down in Georgetown. Yeah, have you been down there? Uh, to to the to the I've been to the tap room, the Elysian tap room, but that's it. Mm. Yeah, uh, they haven't been to the brewery yet. Yeah, it's right there near George, where Georgetown Brewing is. Yep. Like kind of across the main road. I don't think I've ever been into Georgetown Brewing. I've done Machine House, Jellyfish. I've never been to Elysian either. I went there to buy a keg once of Manny's. Yeah. And I got drunk. (laughs) I didn't even buy anything. By accident. I couldn't even drive it home. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, they were like having me taste things. They didn't give me a flight or anything. Like, what do you want to try? And I was just trying everything because I was trying. I knew I was getting a a keg of Manny's because it's pretty, it's a crowd pleaser. It was for a party. Yeah. And he just kept letting me taste things. I was like, well, I've been here a while. I should probably just buy a pint. He's like, nope, can't buy a pint. What would you like? (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) So, uh, but but I do have a a gluten-free friend in uh, Providence that I've been telling her I would go to Ghostfish and... Um, pick up some beers for her. So this would actually be a great one to try. So let's do the ghost, ghost fish. It's wow. I, I told him, stuff. I bet you John is absolutely not going to pick the ghost fish. Oh, see? Because I know he doesn't like 
the gluten-free ghost fish beer. I'm a man of mystery. And yeah. now you picked it. All right, let's do it. I, wow. I knew, I didn't know that you didn't like the the gluten-free. Uh, it's not. But I know that you like stout and porters. I like beer. And they're like, just <laughs> come on. <laughs> Simple. Put it in my mouth. But they're they're so fitting like to the wintertime mm-hmm. and Christmas. Have you I had think, this one? No. You said no? I have no. N- none of them I've had before. So it's not that I, I don't like gluten-free beers as, as just a general rule. I just don't like their beers. Ghost fish beers taste like hose water. Oh. Or at least when I went there once... Actually, I've been there twice, and both times I was very disappointed. But Stouts no. is a good one because there's so much extra flavor you can add to yeah, it. Yeah, it covers, it covers, like it, it, it covers the hose water. Yeah, yeah the hose water. <laughs> What's hose water so in German? That's <clears throat> a Watchstander. That's the name, Watchstander Stout. And has an almost German-looking guy with a lantern in his hands. <laughs> and it has apparently like a 2015 gold for gluten-free beer and a 2021. Well, the bar is pretty low. America. <laughs> <laughs> You're not biased at all, right? <laughs> no, not one bit. Well, that's good. That's a nice size can. This is a, what is this, a 16? Yeah. I made a mess, Wes. That's fine. See, even their cans are shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's the can. Uh, we are <laughs> not <laughs> sponsored by Ghostfish Brewing. But you're getting a new table anyways, right? Really? Yeah. I am eventually. Hey, this is it. tablecloth. You're fine. It's just a mess on your side. It's just like when I pee. Like having a child here. Oh, dribble everywhere. You poor wife. <laughs> I clean up after myself. <laughs> and I hate it. All right. Well, prost. Prost. <laughs> mm. Ooh, smells good. Yeah, it smells like a stout. It's a little light on the color to me. It's kind of like got a cola color. Yeah. Hmm. Chocolatey, yeah, it's nice. It tastes like a stout. Yeah, it's a little thin. It, it, it is, is a, a little thin. thin, and somehow I can see why you're saying the whole hose water yeah. thing. It's for even for a stout, it like it lacks the thickness mm-hmm. of a stout. Yeah, there's like, like the, no body the, the, the to chocolate, it. Yeah, the taste is there though. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, if you're drinking, if you have to drink gluten free beer, so I would say if you drank this, you might you would probably still have the same reaction if you didn't know it was gluten free as you do now, but yeah, um, you might not be as critical of it. Yeah, I don't know. You'd drink it it's, and be like, "It's all right." It's a light, lighter side of a stout. Do you like stouts in general? <clears throat> I do. Like stouts, what, and porters. What's like, your favorite stout? That's a good question. I don't know if I have. That's a good answer. I don't have a favorite one either. I mean, for dark beers. For a long time, it was the Kustritzer. Mm-hmm. Um, Coffee. I do, I do and every yeah. once in a while, like a fresh Guinness, if I'm in the mood for it, that's also great. But mm. only, have if, you, only if they they have it from the tap, not out of the bottle. Have you it ever tried taste, it side by side, the bottle and the tap? No. It does taste totally different. Yeah. That's yeah. not I, good. I bet. Did you see those shaky things they have where then you can put the like the Guinness on and it makes it all a little foamy? Froths it up. Yeah. No. What? It's yeah, like, it's a, like little... a vibration plate. Yeah. And you put the beer on it and <laughs> that's <laughs> looks interesting. <laughs> I, I just want it frothy all the like, time. I, I guess. <laughs> um well the watchstander stout from Ghostfish. Um, from Ghostfish. Said to uh, have roasted and malted millet. Buckwheat and brown rice deliver coffee, toasted, marshmallow, and rich chocolate flavor straight from the dark side. 
<laughs> Why road oats contribute a fluffy and satisfying mouthfeel? Now everyone can safely explore the shadowy side of craft thanks to Watchstander. Yeah. I'm not sure I fully agree. Yeah. So John, when they when they use millet and buckwheat and brown rice in the fermenting process, I mean Yeah, so like like uh, brown rice is just carbs. Mm-hmm. It's to provide sugar for the yeast to ferment. Um, but they use candy syrup on the ingredients down yeah, there. Yeah, that's the way to add to up the octane on it to increase the um, alcohol content without changing the flavor a lot. But you can use um, – there are some candy sugars that you can use that will add to the taste. So a lot of Belgian strong ales will have uh, Belgian candy sugar added to them, and they will add sort of a brown sugar candy flavor to them. It's delicious. Uh, so I don't know what their intent was on this one. Um, but I bet they get their flavor. So typically you'd get the coffee, the toasted flavors, the chocolate flavors from the malted barley. Uh, they clearly didn't do that. So I'm guessing they just used the millet, the buckwheat. Yeah, but I don't know how you'd get <clears throat> malted millet. Yeah. I mean, they might have just added coffee. Like a lot of these coffee flavored stouts will add um, coffee, like cold, a cold, cold, cold coffee. Burp, yeah. Um, I've done it before and it's delicious, but you have to make it really, really strong so it doesn't dilute everything. Mm. I don't know what buckwheat does. Uh, Okay. Malted millet. Don't know. Maybe they do roast the millet and that's where they get it from. But I do, you like, I talk shit about the gluten-free beers and these specifically because I've had bad experiences there, but I do appreciate what they're trying to do uh, because there are a lot of glutards out there that, that, uh, you know, want to drink beer too. So here's to you, glutards. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think it's not a bad beer by any means. It's it's a good, tasty, drinkable beer. It's just probably not what we all expected by mm-hmm. by being a stout and being a good stout. No, I do think a lot of the people that think they're, they have a gluten intolerance are full of shit. But that's just me. Well, but they're very- from from what I heard the like the stuff they use. In America is like a like a different sort of sort of grain or yeah, something that it's is like highly processed, highly yeah, and way more dense. So mm-hmm. you you actually develop uh, gluten intolerance because your body has a um, has a much harder uh, time breaking that mm. stuff up. Yeah, so. um, Paul, English Paul that we talked about. I mean Nigel. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> God, <laughs> sounds way more <laughs> the <gig> English. Is <laughs> up. <laughs> he. Uh, he, he has some digestive issues and he can't eat wheat. Like he has a really, really strong sensitivity. Yeah, so let's talk about Paul's IBS on the podcast. Well, it's not IBS. <laughs> like he's not shitting his brains out all the time, but he does have a gluten intolerance and it's diagnosed and yeah. he has some, it's all, anyway, it doesn't matter. But he can't, so he can't eat bread here in the United States. But when he goes back home to England, he's English, he's British, he can eat bread there. Like in limited amounts, can't eat a ton, but here it, it's just different. And, and to your point, it's the wheat that we use in yeah. our bread that causes yeah, some bread. problems. Well, no, the good side is it has more protein. It's mm-hmm. protein richer. Like, yeah. But I did read somewhere harder. though, I did read somewhere that, um, uh, a lot of people that believe they, uh, have a gluten intolerance, just eat too much bread. And when you eat too much carbs, <laughs> you feel like shit. Of so course. Like, oh, I feel terrible. Yeah. I just ate a French loaf. I know. <laughs> I must be gluten intolerant. Tolerant, yeah. <laughs> no, you're glutton tolerant. <laughs> that was good. Oh. Uh... I almost sipped that without talking about it first. Anyway, thank you for bringing this, though. I'm glad I got to try it. Glut- this is actually one I would bring. Glutton and <laughs> I would bring back to my friend, Debbie. Then take it. Bring it. You sure? Yeah. All of right. course. Because you don't want to. 
<laughs> no, honestly, that might be the show title. Just so I, you know, glutton intolerant. <laughs> I like that. I like that too. That's good. It's got a nice ring to it. You're good at the show titles. The last one you came up with was Hot Flower Butthole. So that was good. <laughs> All right. For bourbon tonight, uh, this came from uh, German neighbor Max, uh, who brought this all the way over from Germany. Oh, yeah. And this is the uh, Slurs. Slurs, yeah. Slurs Rye. You, you want to tell me about it all? Yeah. You want to look at it? Want to look at the bottle? You want to read it? I can. Yeah. I can yeah. tell you something that I know about Tell me all about it. So it's a distillery, Bavaria, of course, where everybody enjoys drinking <laughs> all over Germany, but especially there. Especially there. Um, and their distillery is located at a lake. It's the Schlier Lake. And the old name for the Schlier Lake is Slurs. Mm. So they stuck with the name um, to create some artificial history. Sure. Yeah, some <laughs> nostalgia. It is. Um, there is actually a bunch of distilleries in Germany like that that are making whiskeys, like 800 or something. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, That's like, a lot. Wow. Yeah, it is a lot. So I thought they were a gin and vodka heavy over there. They are. So out of thousands of distilleries... 800 ended up having something to do with whiskey or oh. are currently in the process of filling barrels that they're going to sell in yeah. the future years. Ooh. Lucrative. But fully approved. One of the, <laughs> so the, the Slurs is one of the most famous, um, the biggest one. They won with, uh, with their regular whiskey. They won Best Single Malt of Europe in 2014. And this is this is their first rye. Does um, Europe have its own spirits competition, or is it like the national competition, like so that, like like the Euros, like Euro Euro whiskey? Yeah, I think they stuck more to a geographical part of Europe, not only like the members. So I'm pretty sure that um, Scotland and Ireland were were in that too. Nice, that's stiff so, competition. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So nice. actually, well done. And <laughs> <laughs> this is um, this is the only German rye I found. I know Wes likes rye whiskeys, so I brought mm. that. And mm. furthermore, it is sad to be like a Christmassy um, whiskey, the rye one here, because it has maybe some notes that um, or taste that we're going to find out and see how that um, connects to Christmas. Awesome. Um, and what they have, which is pretty cool, and I'm I'm going to try to get a bo- uh, hold of a bottle, they um, made a warehouse almost 5,000 feet up in the mountains, in the Bavarian mountains, and put a warehouse there where they keep a bunch of barrels. Oh, they're cooperage. And, and age them there. Yeah. And well, That'd be yeah. cool. It's interesting. Yeah. Does it stay colder? I yeah. I, I mean, would, does that I make it bad? And all, um, Wes, you might know this. Does it when they when they stay colder? Does that make them age differently than if you were to have a hot warehouse? Yeah, they'll taste different for sure. Yeah. So it's all the expansion and contraction of the oak, and as it does that, the the uh, the char. This says it has some alligator char. Is what they say. It's. And I don't know if they use new barrels or not. They did. Oh, they do. They'd, for for the rye, they do it the same way as you do with the bourbon here. White oh, oak, only okay. American white oak, first time use, uh, heavily toasted. Okay, for the rye at least. Yeah. Um, they 
They, for a limited edition they did, that then it's the mountain edition, they used the first spirits they had where they had their like their their regular whiskey. Yeah. Um in that for three years and they reused those barrels. Okay. But for the Ryan they only used new white oak American white oak barrels. Yeah. So yeah. I, so as a, the expanded contract they get into the wood and they out and then there's the angel share and the devil's cut and mm-hmm. And that's what gives it a lot of its flavor. So I imagine if it's cold, it's it's locking it in there pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. What's nice is it's still in family hands. The family has been doing a bunch of liquor in the past. And the one of their sons went to a distillery tour in Scotland and came back. And he had a bat with a friend because he, the friend basically decided you can't make whiskey in Germany. And he said, well watch me hold my beer dude (laughs) (laughs) and he went and did it nice man on a mission all right oh it smells so good it does smell good sweet and kind of fruity supposed on the on the like smoother side of of a rye Mm -hmm. it's got a lot of candy notes to it too yeah it's only 82 proof on the on the lighter side which is nice yeah Yeah. you're not gonna get that you get the rye burn already but you're not gonna get the the alcohol burn with it yeah, I mean the alcohol is not really in the front there. No, I mean there's it's pretty complex as far as like there's a lot of a lot of sweet stuff in there. It's a lot like of spice. perfuming. Yeah, perfuming, 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 perfuming. You're perfuming. That's like that's code for farting, tooting, <laughs> <laughs> which is also code for farting. Okay, all right. Well, prost, prost, prost. Wow, super subtle and smooth. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Cinnamon and spice. Cinnamon, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's why it's said to be <clears throat> good for Christmas time. It is really smooth, kind of citrusy front, too. And then, mm-hmm. like, you don't get the burn until it's like halfway down your throat. Yeah, which is really nice. Like the mouthfeel, you're just getting the the rye uh, and the flavors, and it's not being taken away from by any sort of burn on the tongue, which is pretty unique actually. but it leaves a burn on your tongue like yeah, I, after you swallowed yeah. it but yeah it comes after yeah the afterburn mm. afterburn <laughs> uh yeah so according to them though they say that the color is light golden yellow which it is uh the odor is fruity uh they said there's a light note of cinnamon i didn't catch any cinnamon on the smell but i did get lots of fruit which is super nice um Taste is pleasantly mild, which it is, with a well-integrated Swedish spicy note. Light tart of licorice, which I did not get. Uh, maybe on my mm. second, I will. Cinnamon and allspice. And the aftertaste is long, uh, subtly dry, slightly peppery with a very balanced mouthfeel. It is dry, and I can still taste it in my mouth. So, actually, mm. their tasting notes aren't bad. Usually, some of these companies, they... <laughs> You're like, uh huh, over the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All kinds Taste of, of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in your mouth. <laughs> With it. I mean, I guess there's licorice there in the back end. There's almost like a subtle, like buttery popcorn note on the oh. nose. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I can see that butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some buttery. Yeah. It's nice. What do you think, Max? Let's yeah, hear think, your interpretations. 
I can see the buttery. It has a nutty, buttery smell to it. And then that changes completely when you when you taste it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because then, then it gets all fruity. A bit florally even. And the aftertaste, once you swallow it, it leaves uh leaves I can see the like a almost spicy cinnamon taste on your tongue, like a little I get the licorice. Like little, yeah, like a little tickle <clears throat> even. Yeah, I get the black licorice for sure at the at the end. Yeah, think? that's interesting. Very complex. Yeah. Much more complex than I would expect from a German distiller. Yeah, I was the same way. The Germans are just very yeah. matter of fact. Just have to burn. Here is the alcohol. <laughs> You'll be drinking it. <laughs> Enjoy. Well, it also, I mean, the water's That's different. I'm, I'm sorry. Wow, they, right in front of him. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'll get back to you. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh-oh. They, I believe I'm like 2% German. So no. two, are we all back to my roots? We're all two, 2%? 2% German. Yeah, maybe five. I don't oh. know. I my I'm the majority of my ancestry is um Welsh. Mm. Uh and then I have a smattering of all of the other white countries. <laughs> all the way to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so like if you look at my ancestry.com map, it's like big block over Britain and then like just follow Scandinavia up over northern Europe into Russia. Travelers. All, all, yeah. And then and then a tiny bit of Greek for like a week. <laughs> Holiday there. And then I just, checked it again later and it's gone. That's all right. You married Greek. Yeah. So Holiday Romans. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> Holiday Romans. <laughs> Cretans. I thought I could start wearing a speedo in public. Now I can't. You can with gold chains. How hairy is but your I'm chest? Not, I'm not Greek anymore. <laughs> if your chest is really hairy, you can really get away well, with it. If you're Greek, you probably can do that. I'm not though. Don't forget your golden necklace though. Right? I think it, yeah, I know. You gotta have the golden necklace. Yeah. Do you know why? I think we might have talked about this on the podcast before. Do you know why why uh, Italians wear speedos? Because in public pools in Italy, mm. it's illegal to wear trunks. Oh. And it's it's more of a financial decision than anything. Like if you can only afford one suit that you can wear at the beach and at the pool, you're not going to. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. So in the pools, you have to wear Speedos. So if you can only afford one suit, can't have two suits, you can buy the one, the little tiny bikini briefs that you can wear at the pool and at the beach. And that's oh. why in, in Italy, men wear Speedos. No shame. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Also, they just like to show off their bits i guess yeah hey <laughs> you like what you see <laughs> do you want to see my olives <laughs> well fun fact johnny has red speedos too that he breaks out every now and then i and do wears. Oh. i have two pairs yeah there you two go sets. very italian well, well one says redskins <laughs> i lost a bet he's got racist speedos <laughs> well you're white so too much sun and you're a redskin oh I yeah so there you go it fits. Right. it fits yeah Yep, not the same well, thing, you, Max. Just so I know, you know. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying very hard to be funny, you know. <laughs> that was you set my, me up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> my my desperate German attempt, you know. Yeah, it's good. Hundred uh, percent German. Uh, as no, much, as you know what? No, no, no. I'm I'm partly Dutch. Oh, and oh, yeah, that makes sense. And and I don't know where the rest is from, but. I've never did the 23 me or what's that called? You guys all did that? I did no, an- I've not I did done Ancestry. I, I mean, I've just done Ancestry 
I haven't done blood tests for ancestry. I've done. You uh, want to do it? No, not necessarily. Because he's planning on breaking the law, and he doesn't want them to track him down by his DNA. Oh. Oh, I just—I yeah. mean, they might have my DNA already. I just don't want to willfully give you it. You should yeah. stop sharing your DNA with <laughs> like, everybody. Well, you're, you're I can't help you. myself. <laughs> it's like leaving it in every bathroom. <laughs> All my socks—that's that's how they trick you. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, you're a funny guy, John. Uh, yeah, Dutch makes sense. Yeah, so you my guys, grandfather is from the Netherlands. He grew up there. And on your mom's side or dad's side? Mom's side. Okay. Yeah, and then they moved to Bavaria. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Would you ever do a DNA test like that, like Ancestry 23andMe? Oh, yeah. Denial did it, my fiance. I want to do one, it. Which one did she do? I think she did the 23andMe. That one I'm I think is mistaken. more interesting. Yeah, they, they do more like... So Ancestry is just like genealogy, and 23andMe does like... Um, medical markers, like sure. genetic yeah. markers for Heart disease predisposed stuff, to different yeah. things, which I think is really interesting. <clears throat> it yeah. is, and it it's also helpful. Mm-hmm. She just did that, um, like the genetic thing, and I want to do it too, just to see, you know, if we have kids, if there's any mm-hmm. chance, like if you carry. Do you want to know that? Like, how tall well, are they actually going to be? I mean, do no, you want to no, know? No, 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 no. I'm talking about um, some recessive diseases that mm-hmm. you carry, yeah. and if both have that, there's like a 25 percent chance oh, that yeah. your kid will have it. Oh. What do they call it? The the the, the four box genial or DNA thing that you did in biology. What's that box called? You know, it's like oh, res, uh, yeah, recessive, recessive genes. Well, yeah, like dominant, dominant and recessive. Yeah, yeah. And depending what you have, you can kind of predict the percentages yeah. of American outcomes. schools, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, that's it's how called, they breed all the kittens and stuff. Like, yeah, we'll just call it the bio box. Yeah. The bio box? It sounds bio, like a place you Okay, yeah, okay, bio box. Actually, never mind. Let's not call it that. <laughs> no, we'll do it. That's what <laughs> well, it is okay, from now yeah, we on. Gotta, we it's bio box. called? Now he's got to look it up. Um, so what did Danelle find out? Um, Can you tell? Like about where she's from, not or like a, the genealogy stuff, not her medical stuff. I don't well, want to know about that. There's she, Chippewas. She, she has a whole lot of German insider. <clears throat> hey! hey! <laughs> that was good, Max. I, I had to. <laughs> you were asking for it. <laughs> well, actually, but yeah. That's still a true story. There's she has like a German ancestry side. Okay. Her grandmother's last name is Obermeier, which is a Obermeier. Ver- Obermeier, which is a very common Bavarian or Austrian name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some Scandinavian. I gotta ask her again. Some. some I mean, if you saw it now, you would think very European, Scandinavian. I think mostly Scandinavian yeah. is what I kind of guessed. Yeah, she's got all the all the earmarks for. Uh, a person of the European North. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, well, great. Well, now a, that we got that all the way. It's called a Punnett Square. Punnett Square, Punnett ladies square. and gentlemen. <laughs> that now you know. That, you know. Bio that, you know box. Where you're like, I'm so close. Nope. <laughs> Bio box. Uh, yep. Awesome. And it can be huge. It's not just two by two. Yep. Since no one asked, uh, Scandinavian and French. You? You? Yep. Hey, Wes. What? It's white and hairy. That's basically what it ends up being. Scandinavian and high alcohol uh, tolerance. Tolerance, perhaps. I think twenty three and Me tells you that as well. Is your or you can ask for that. 
But you're right. There are certain countries that have where the people from there have higher alcohol tolerance. People with blue eyes. Oh, less. Have have higher alcohol tolerance. They're green. You know why? Minor green. Because for thousands of years, blue-eyed white people have been hanging out in the wintertime drinking. And they <laughs> just built froze to death? Oh, I yeah. mean, probably. <laughs> it's like the only way they're like, what do you do? I can't go outside or I'll die. So yep. they just sit up, upstairs and drink. And Might as well be warm inside. The upstairs of Europe. No, I got it. This the attic. Yeah, the attic. Like if, if Europe was a house, uh-huh. Scandinavia would be the attic. Yes. Mm. And uh, Russia would be the mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not sure if we like her. <laughs> No, we don't. Uh, we like uh, the it's people like that Russians. came from her, but we don't necessarily like the person who's leading it. Well, that actually <laughs> fits a lot better because Mother Russia, mother-in-law. Not the fatherland. All right. So uh, tonight we're I want to talk about resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and do we want to drink the pick and pie? Um, porter, pecan pie, porter, pecan, pecan pie, pecan pie. Did you do that on purpose? Or is that how you actually no, say it? That's no, how he says uh, it. That's how I said it. Is that how Germans say it? It's uh, so the pecan, pecan, uh, pe- pecan, pecan. <laughs> I know you guys. It's Larry. Pecan, 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 pecan. pecan. It sounds so nice. Pecan pie porter. Pecan I really want to try that. Does have a nice flow to it, right? I want to try the pecan pie porter. <laughs> Would you try that pumpkin, Peter Pan yep. porter? Peter Pan. And, and we actually called it pecanos. Pecanos? Pecanos, which is That's pe- pecan. Pecan to- nut. Is that even a nut you can get in Germany? Wait, anus? Is that how you say nut? Well, you can buy it there. Can you? I, I don't think they it? breed them there. I don't think they have pecan breeding farms there. <laughs> <laughs> breeding farms. Breeding farms. So all these pecans running around. It's very German it's, of you. They're trying to get them to mate, but only... Is there any breeding farms for my square. nuts? Well, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you milk nuts, right? And bananas. It's juice. Oh, my God. You can milk anything. I, I should have brought banana juice. Oh, I well, forgot that another time. Jesus. Remember he talked about banana mm-hmm. juice? Banana juice and the banana. That's right. How do you, do you, have well, you figured out how they juice the banana? Well, <laughs> slowly, <laughs> methodically. Yeah. Well, you start at the bottom. With and you lotion. Just give a little gentle, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, just the tip. <laughs> With lotion. <laughs> <laughs> You know, on a raw dog it. All right. So this is the pick and pie <laughs> porter from Backwoods. You know, there's like 10,000 species of bananas. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh. All over the world. There's bananas that taste like all sorts of things. Really? But the one that we get the most is it's like the easiest to to mass produce. It's the most tolerant to shipping. Really? Uh, and so like the banana industry has told us essentially there's one banana, but there's not. They're all over the world in different Lies. flavors that taste like all sorts of crazy things. And we've actually caused a lot of them to go extinct. Mm. It's very sad. Wow. We're Have terrible. you ever had those we are little bananas? Which one? The little bananas? Plantains? Like there's a tiny, tiny no, banana. No, there's a different one. It, <clears throat> yeah, they're like they're that long. They're so sweet. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're bananas that it's taste like It's like sugar-coated banana. Yeah, there's all sorts of bananas that taste like all I've sorts of crazy never... things. that taste like peaches. Oh my God, it's a whole new world. Yeah. yeah. I read it in Scientific America because I am smart. <laughs> Actually, also, I was at the bananas office. grow on trees? <clears throat> yeah. Have you ever looked at no, them? No, bushes. Ever... Bushes? They're not trees. They're bushes. That was a question. Nope. Let's see if I can. You're a bush. Like, okay. Uh, and treat bananas. yourself to caramel, <laughs> chocolate, and pickin'. Perfectly balanced <laughs> with a light body that's rich but not too sweet, just like grandma used to make. This is a 5.9. You intentionally stopped after grandma, huh? What does it say after grandma? No, it 
So oh, grandma like, used to make, just like grandma used to make. That's rich, but not too sweet, just like grandma. Just like grandma. Yeah, just like grandma. Sorry. Just like, <laughs> I missed the joke. Rich, but not too sweet. Okay. That's Roast. not my grandma. Oh, yeah. that's... <laughs> She's neither of those. Well, my grandma was sweet. Does that mean spicy? Rich. <laughs> spicy grandma. <laughs> Ooh. That's really good. I like that. I don't like it. it tastes like, you don't? It tastes Flat. like drinking um, maple syrup. <clears throat> it does yeah. taste like drinking maple with, syrup. Mixed with coffee. Yeah. But it's really light. It's like the, I think it's a weird combination of what we're doing. Yeah, it is a weird. Let's problem. put them all together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see how this goes. <laughs> well, the the Elysian Winter Ale is the strongest of the three. So, what was this one at? Eight point six. What was 80. the ghost fish at? We never said. Uh, <clears throat> six point five. Yeah. Mm, yeah. ABV. Thirty IBU. Because <laughs> you got to get people drunk to not, so they forget about what they're drinking. 100% gluten free. Yeah, that's the candy syrup. Yeah. I thought absolutely. pecan is your, like, oh, it's pecan pie. That's your favorite um, pie? I love pecan pie. This is interesting, though. It's like, doesn't pecan, pecan pie. The pecan pie. Pecan pie. I mean, it, it tastes like sweet, nutty porter. <clears throat> yeah, it does. It's definitely desserty. But it doesn't yeah. have a body to it. There's no body. It feels too light. But it has more and West body the body than the watchstander like stout. It does have more body than the watchstander. That's I like true. it. Awesome. Right. Well, again, I'm, I'm uh, we're going to talk about resolutions. <clears throat> uh, resolutions. Just give us a little history. On uh, the idea of resolutions comes from ancient Babylons, Babylonians, uh, who assumed to be the first to make New Year's resolutions, which usually came around the uh, mid-March, uh, because it's a different calendar that they used, of course. Uh, they had a 12-day festival known as Akitu, which uh, is still celebrated in Iraq on the first day of Nisan or April, which is the same kind of idea of when the like Hebrew calendar was the same way. Like It started mid-March and April. It wasn't. The calendar we we follow a, a Greek calendar, a Roman Greek calendar, so to speak. Yeah, the Gregorian, right? Yep. Um, so they would have a festival that either crowned a new king or paid tribute to the reigning king. Uh, people also made promises to pay any debts and return anything that they had borrowed from the previous year. Uh, they believed that if they kept their word, pagan gods would give them favor, um, or if they don't. Uh, they didn't. Uh, they would have a very bad luck year or even death. So, uh, in uh, 46 BC, Julius Caesar established January 1st as the beginning of New Year's. And uh, Janus, the two-faced god whose spirit inhabited doorways and arches, that's what he was paying tribute to for making it January as the New Year. <clears throat> so, uh, Romans made sacrifice to deity. Uh, to that deity, to Janus, and made promises of good behavior for the next year. Early Christians then took New Year's Day as a day of thinking about past mistakes and resolving to do better. Of course they did. Um, John Wesley, who was the founder of the Methodist Church, um, he would have New Year's revival services, and that became a big uh, thing during the uh, that time. And today it's mostly secular. So today we mostly focus on self-improvement. Everyone makes their promises to themselves, basically, not to anybody else, not to be a better person for other people, but a better person to themselves. So a lot of self-care uh, resolutions. Um, 40, 45% of Americans say that they make resolutions. 8% actually keep them. Uh, so the Gregorian calendar that we use now replaced the Julian calendar. 
or Julius Caesar calendar. Uh, and this was uh, introduced by Pope Gregory the 13th, who only modified the leap year. So the reason why we're on Pope Gregory the 13th's calendar is because he didn't like how the leap year uh, fell from when Julius Caesar made it from January. So it's still January to December, uh, but the leap year is different than what it used to be. Can you imagine having that much power where just like on a whim, you're like, I don't like this. You're yeah. changing every, you know what? There's yeah. no longer a two. There's and no twos. You just skip right over yeah. it, right to yes. threes. Yes, could you imagine? Like, that's essentially what he was doing. Yes. Like, yeah. I don't like this. We're all changing. Yeah. And they, before Julius Caesar, it was only 10 months. The year mm-hmm. was just mm-hmm. 10 months, and which is, you know, you have hands, five fingers, 10. They had the, like the, the number system. And um, July goes back to Julius Caesar, to his name, because he and then uh, the the Emperor Augustus. Augustus? Yeah. They, August? They, August. They what? made up July and August, so we got two more months <clears throat> in the year. Oh, yeah. thanks, Max. Yeah. Filling in that gap. Uh, but it was mostly because Pope Gregory the Thirteenth wanted it to closely follow the Earth's rotation or solar year. Well, that so tracks. that's what the calendar is named after the Gregorian calendar, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's nice. that's also very pagan. If you do any history in the Catholic Church yeah. and stuff, they're very they still use a lot of um, esoteric Babylonian mysticism that goes along with that. Yeah. I'm not convinced that Catholic Church is Christian at all. I think they're actually very pagan. I the only thing I know about oh, not the only thing but the thing I know about that with many of those pagan traditions when the, the when the church wanted to take over those pagan sure. folks yeah. they just took their festivities you know like Christmas with the tree and all that winter solstice they took that and incorporated to into the Christian belief and made their festivities around that so they could still have their festivities and become Christians mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, hey, we're not that yeah, far it's, off. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's a good you know? way to take over people. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's also a, a sun thing as well, so a solar thing. So a lot of ancient cultures, religions were based off of the sun yeah. as a deity itself. So they they play on that a lot. As a matter of fact, the in um, in the basilica, so the courtyard outside of um, the cathedral in Rome is a obelisk. And that obelisk is a Babylonian obelisk that came from Egypt, and it was a gift for Nero uh, to uh, Caesar, and it still stands there. And you'll find the Pope, he'll make a a gesture of the body of Christ to that (laughs) obelisk. Very pagan. It's not very Christian at all. And as a matter of fact, Nero was known for all of uh, that courtyard actually um, is where all those Christians were sacrificed to lions and stuff like that too. So they just built the, uh, the cathedral around that. So it's, it's pretty, pretty dark history. People don't tend to know any of those kind of things. So, Uh, but anyways, the British didn't adopt this calendar until 1752, if you can believe it. Oh, yeah, and the Greece was the last country to adopt the Gregorian calendar, and that was in 1923. Oh, wow. So <laughs> Greece was on a completely different calendar until 1923. Could you imagine? Yeah, well, a bunch of like Muslims are still on a different calendar. The Chinese are still on a different calendar. Well, they celebrate on a different calendar, right? Like yeah. Jewish yeah. people will, they celebrate on a Hebrew calendar, but they live by the Gregorian calendar, whether they live oh, yeah. or not. Yeah, so yeah you're right. But I hear what you're saying. Uh, so 
I was. Uh, I also found a lot of rituals that people do on New Year's uh, that we can talk about. Uh, these are superstitions, which we all love. Yeah. Uh, placing the branch of a plum tree over your door will bring luck as the tree is beautiful and fruit lo- fruitful. Except it's dead <laughs> when you do that. So I don't Not know. Not here. <laughs> it's given your, given its life for you. You know, yeah. it's, it's, oh, okay. it's like transferring. It's like, you know, like in like a ritual. Oh, I like that. Okay. Like I a, can get behind that. I have a fig tree. Could I do it with that? Yes. Yeah. Actually, figs are actually very important as far as these and kind of things are. That's how you cover They're, up the, your naughty bits. That right? is true, yeah. And the the fruit itself, it's like very male, like phallus, mm-hmm. oh. symbolic. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, it's, it's, it <laughs> so, looks very much like a satchel of balls. And, it, <laughs> and as it as it ages, it droops and gets wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> Any resemblance there? <laughs> um, did you know that a lot of people, a lot of hardcore vegans, won't eat figs? Why? Because the way that they're oh. Um, the the way that they're pollinated is a wasp goes inside them and tr- when they when the wasp tries to come out they um they either go in and die or as they come out their abdomen is pulled off and is left inside but part of the wasp is left yeah. inside the no. fig yes. and absorbed into the fig it's and so there's vegans fig wasp. yeah so there's, there's vegans that are like well there's an animal a creature that helped in the production of this so it's not vegan no way i didn't know that you know yeah. it's like the ones who won't eat honey yeah because it's bee vomit. Yeah, but it's bee vomit. I know, right? Mm-hmm. And they love it's making tasty. it. Have you seen those little motherfuckers? Yeah, they love like, it. Bee, bee, what bee, else bee, are they going to do? Bee, what bee. else are they doing with it? I, I don't know. Well, they eat it and gorge themselves. When, yeah, you but light, when you light their shit on fire, they start eating it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's kind of mean. Uh, in Japan, oranges <laughs> are placed over the door on New Year's Day, so generations will continue in the family like buds, flowers, and fruits. But not mandarin oranges. No. And they don't have a high alcohol tolerance. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, but they don't. They also don't have the enzyme naturally in their system to to act to digest alcohol. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's a genetic it's an thing. enzyme. Yeah, <clears throat> there's an enzyme that 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 like Northern Europeans produce in mass quantities to help them metabolize alcohol, and uh, East Asian people don't have that. Even inside. with sake, like because it's rice based, it's, it's the alcohol. It's, it's alcohol. It's like something that we've managed to keep in our system for years and years and years of copious amounts of drinking during the winter time. <laughs> and for some reason, uh, people from Asia and China don't produce the same enzyme, at least in the same quantities that that uh, Northern Europeans, that wow. white Northern Europeans do. Wow. Does it snow and get really cold in China and Japan? And I'm asking you because you fly. <laughs> to all these places. They, they did hold the Winter Olympics there. Yeah, but it wasn't. Did you see all? It was like concrete. Yeah, it, 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 wasn't, it turned out so. really bad. Yeah, yeah. but that, <laughs> that was not too far into the mountains, though, I think. At least not in China. Yeah. It was like one and a half hours drive from, from Beijing or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but the and, big, big cities and, don't get snow and stuff, do they? Well, I've never seen well, like it d- depends Beijing and on the snow. city. I mean, it's a huge country, and if you go further north, um, you get a lot of snow. If and I imagine there's so much greenhouse gases and stuff. It probably just keeps it warm with <laughs> all the people. And stuff. Nice, nice, cozy blanket yeah. of smog. You've seen pictures yeah. of Mount Fuji, though. Yeah, yeah, it's covered, in, it's covered in snow on the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and so they, they have mountains. I mean, yes, on mountains, but I'm talking like in the cities as it go to the lowlands. I don't know. That's well, what I. That's what I don't know. Do you think it snows in Mongolia? Yes. And who shares a border with Mongolia? China. All right. Okay. <laughs> there is uh, Thank you. I just needed someone to reason with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's interesting that in many other countries, like especially uh, like Asian, Eastern Asian uh, countries, like snowboarding, skiing wasn't as popular for a long time, and only mm -hmm. in the, like last 10 to 20 years they picked up on that like built resorts and stuff especially in china not very popular in japan much more and well it's too western i imagine well yeah. it's also a, an it's a sport of excess right oh, yeah. like yeah, the it's expensive stuff, yeah. yeah the gear is expensive so like you see these kids that become professional snowboarders they typically are not low-income family people no. They're typically they have resources. They grew up on a mountain. People who grew up on a mountain typically have a lot of money to be able to fund the efforts to become good at it. And so, if you look at a country like China that has a, um, a generally lower uh, level of income across the board, they're not worried about snowboarding. You know, like this is one of the reasons I think soccer is such a great sport is because the barrier to entry is so low. Yep. Yeah. It's like yeah. There was a really great Sports <laughs> Illustrated that came out that showed like somebody did. Um, this whole spread on soccer balls, quote unquote soccer balls from around the world. Um, but it really was like going city to city and seeing what kids are playing with. And they would make soccer balls out of plastic bags and condoms and whatever they could find just yeah. so they had something to kick around. Yeah. But they were still able to play. Yeah. But you're not going to like go grab a pallet and then go snowboarding when you don't have gloves or boots or any of that. Like there's a lot of equipment and cost involved. And so if you don't have the excess income like the United States has always had, not always, but we do have. You're not gonna you're not gonna generate those people yeah. that are gonna be really great at it until you start creating that middle class that can afford to do it. That's true. I imagine baseball I, was the same way. I stumbled over Sticking the a stick ball. ball. Stick ball. Stick ball. Yeah. I stumbled upon the prices. Was it Snoqualmie? Summit on Snoqualmie, mm -hmm. the like the closest um, resort mm -hmm. from here. Yep. Year pass or season pass, nineteen hundred dollars. Oh yeah, even, fuck, like fuck a that day, noise. day pass per person, a day pass per person, like hundred fifty. Jesus, like if you have two That's kids, way up. go I'm there getting for a day. All of my snowboarding equipment. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like six hundred dollars if you're mm -hmm. like a family of four. Six hundred dollars yeah. just for the pass to use the lift That's for the insane. day. For the day, yeah. exactly. That's in insane. In college, I paid for a season pass for uh, Silver Mountain. It's in Northern Idaho, and it was under two hundred dollars. That's and fantastic. I could, wow. And I could go as much as I wanted. That's fantastic. Me and my buddy, we scheduled our entire class schedule <laughs> so we didn't have a class on Thursdays. And we'd go snowboarding every single Thursday. Snowboarding. He was a skier as a snowboarder. That's cool. It's totally worthwhile. Yeah. But yeah, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> but um, Japanese people are in Japan originally is a high income country. Mm -hmm. So they're more into skiing and they have a they have a lot of snow. Um not in the bigger cities or like in the, in the main city's capital. Um, but if you go a little bit out, there is a town close by to Osaka. I think it's Kiyosan. Uh On a hill, it's pretty with the monastery and all that stuff. And in the winter, it's usually covered with snow. Really pretty. They're pretty westernized though, right? And they have a capitalist society. Yeah, as they well. do. Yeah. yeah. Japan is its own animal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have Western things, but there's some weird shit that comes out oh, of Japan. Yeah. We don't it. talk about oh, that. Gosh. And once you get out of the big cities, you don't find signs in English anymore. Tentacle mm. porn. Yeah. Te Te Japanese tentacle porn. Tentacle porn. porn. Oh. Japanese tentacle porn. <laughs> I thought you said technical porn. Yeah, Milt. technical porn, which is also interesting. Robots. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is what we're going to do tonight. You're going to be in such a position, and I will be in such a position. It's really boring, <laughs> but very efficient. <laughs> yeah, very. Maybe it's German. All right, so we shall have three minutes of foreplay. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then Beep. we'll be doing the humping. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> it is now time for Sprockets, where we dance. In Del- Massachusetts. Delightful. In Massachusetts, <laughs> if you have not provi- provided yourself with a calendar before New Year's, you will be behind on all your undertakings for the rest of the year. Oh, that's the superstition. Only in Massachusetts? Yeah, only in Massachusetts. a Massachusetts superstition. That's a weird one. Uh, on New Year's night, it was a Welsh tradition with the wise and old men of the parish to sit up all night in the church porch. On that night, it was said that a voice would come from the altar table at the church pronouncing the names of those who will die in the coming year. That's dark. So all the old guys would sit up and try to listen for who's going to die this year. <laughs> it's like early it's like early obits. <laughs> it's just some kid sitting back there like whispering names. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These drunk assholes, they won't even know. I'm totally going to fuck with him. Peter's out there. Say his name. Uh, at Liege, Belgium, it is a bad sign if a little girl presents you with the first wishes of a happy new year, but lucky if it's a boy. Mm. So do they... Wait, so you, a, you don't want them to wish, wish you well? You don't want a, a girl to be the first to wish you well. You only want a boy. It's better luck to have a boy. That's why they buried them in their yard, huh? Mm, yep. Oh, my God. That's Oh, it's a girl. We got to bury her. She's going to wish us a happy new year. It's in Belgium, not in China. It's pretty dark. Do they no, do that in Belgium? Bit, yeah. No, oh, tell me about this. I don't know this. Bury their kids. They yeah. bury their children. Yeah, but they give them no, a No, but there, there was a couple of years ago, there was like a famous case from, from a homicide or like a guy that went nuts and buried all his victims in his yard. Oh. Did he murder them first? God, I hope he did. I hope so, oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be buried alive. That no. sounds terrible. Yeah. yeah. Was his name John Wayne Gacy? I don't think so. No, okay. that's American. He owned that. We have <laughs> yeah, some he was a clown. Was your guy a clown? <laughs> uh, the Germans have a superstition that if you serve Hopping John, uh, which is peas and rice boiled together at dinner on New Year's Day, you will be lucky all year. Oh. You ever I had sh- Hopping John? No, maybe that. Why. Maybe that's why. That's, that <laughs> explains a lot. <laughs> so it's boiled peas okay. and rice. We should try no, that. No, that's no, a... no to self. <laughs> peas and rice. I wonder if that's good hangover food. Peas no, and rice. No, you know what that's we do. Good food at all. <laughs> there is a there is a bunch of uh, New Year's Eve traditions which we call Sylvester. You ever heard about that? that Sylvester. Is Sylvester. 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 It's like okay, Sylvester so Stallone, but with an I, not with an Y. Or suffering succotash. It goes back to Pope Sylvester the First. Gotcha. Who Stop died it. on the thirty first of December. Okay. Three hundred and thirty five. So pretty. Yeah. Wait, he died at three hundred thirty five years old. No, no, no. Uh, in the year three hundred thirty five, okay, he died. He God, died on the thirty. Wow. I don't know how old he was. I'll it, do whatever he said to do. That's yeah. like Abraham ages. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. God, it didn't even exist. And you could live forever if the calendar was only like six months long. That's true. Though we need to go back. That's yeah. true, though. That's true. And we need to go back. <laughs> Time travel. <laughs> Time travel. We're doing it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. And they um, they started celebrating. Sylvester in his like in his honor. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, weird food things. So we do usually they're called Berliners. It's sweet rolls, and inside the sweet roll, um, they're covered with um, like powdered sugar, and inside is jam. Ever had those sweet rolls with jam filled sweet rolls? We have mm. Cinnabon. So, but here's here's <laughs> I've had an Abel's giver. <laughs> 
A what? That, that's an able skivers. Yeah. That's not. Sounds like German. an STD. Scandinavian. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's a it's a dough ball. It's a. She gave me an. It's like a round skiver. Around. Okay. Is around it filled what? With, no. With anything? Just covered in powdered sugar. It's just a way to get more bread into your life. <laughs> Go on. And okay. So this sounds, in, this sounds good, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, but here's the catch. Okay. So you have that wreck of those sweet rolls all looking very good. One of these rolls is filled with mustard. Of course. God, Germans are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! But you get like 10 bucks if you get the mustard one. Yeah, what do you no, get? No, you, you get a... You, Bad luck for the whole year. <laughs> yeah. you, you get to throw up. Yeah. O- ostracized. <laughs> Diarrhea later. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. We should do that. What? I mean, the things, they, they taste yeah. good, but... We should do that. That'd be fun. Just, some, I can make some hopping John mm, on uh, yeah. New Year's No, I don't want to do that. I want to I I do the dough balls full of, full of jam. <laughs> <laughs> and we could use like a sweet mustard in it. Oh, yeah. I actually have a really good ground sweet <laughs> mustard. There, on. We, could, we could use like a five trillion Scoville hot sauce. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be that, good. That would be No, we'll do mustard. You could shove a beanie wing. Yeah, yeah. Max hates mustard, so we'll do mustard. You don't like mustard? I hate mustard. You like curry ketchup? Yeah. Let's do curry ketchup. Oh, yeah. 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 No, because that's a treat. <laughs> it's got to be terrible. Sweet, yeah. I got I got the Hot Ones Triple X sauce. The have last you, have you had it? Oh, yeah. Is it hot? Oh, it fucking hurts. <laughs> oh, does it? <laughs> yeah, it's real hot. All right. I put, I put a little bit in a Bloody Mary on Christmas Day. Yeah. It was almost undrinkable. Oh. It made my stomach hurt. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like 24 hours. It's the last dab? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's so hot. That'd be uh, good we could do hot sauce. I like that. That's a great idea. Yeah, right? it, it doesn't say where Painful. this came from, but it says, he who steals on New Year's can steal safely all year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it's been working. Yeah. <laughs> we, we call that kleptomaniac, right? Hey, where's my $10? <laughs> uh, and that sounds like bullshit. That's on, like, <laughs> I know. It's just like, hey. Judge, I stole on New Year's Day. <laughs> like, I should be getting away with this. <laughs> this should be yeah. fine. There was a proverb that said... <laughs> <laughs> on New Year's morning, take the Bible, lay it upon the table, open it, and place your finger in the page at random. This is the stupidest thing Christians can do. The verse upon which your finger touches will give you some ideas to the future for the coming year. This sounds like witchcraft. No, it is witchcraft. It sounds like TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. it is TikTok. <laughs> it's it, totally TikTok. Totally We're going to see a bunch what? of those for sure. Yeah, take mm-hmm. the last book you read, pull up page 30, and the first... <laughs> paragraph that's your and then people karma. will listen to it like oh yeah that's yeah. really great yeah. Kylie said to do this um, oh, it is Kylie always <laughs> Kylie it is lucky to have the last glass from the last bottle of wine on New Year's it's called the lucky glass so does that create like a mad rush to like you hold on and then like the last 30 seconds people are just shooting I don't know oh, if like, they know it I did that one year Wait, shot, shot wine I, drank I, all the wine I tried to finish every open bottle I had in the house because I wanted to soak the first Three months of the year, which I actually did. Wow. But that was not a good night. Like, was it wine? <laughs> it was wine? It was everything. I mean, that all. is... Oh, my God. It was, it was like... He that is actually a really good way to get yourself to stop drinking. Yeah. Like, give yourself alcohol poison. Yeah. <laughs> of everything. I hate it all. Yeah. yeah. And I had to clean the sink the next morning, which Ugh. was no fun at all. That's gross. Yeah. No, good, good, good story, Max. Yeah. <laughs> you could be like some people we know and just go to the bathroom and spin around. Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about who. She might be up there. Yeah. She might be listening. What do you... So on New Year's Day, you wish everybody a happy new year, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you say on New Year's Eve? Nothing. Should, happy New Year's. But it's not the new year yet. I know. Cheers. 
Cheers. You know what That's we do? That's mostly what I say. In Germany, you wish a good slide. Go what? Good slide. Good slide. Good. Good slide. So oh, good, 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 slide. good sliding. Oh, you know, good sliding. Good to, slide. to slide into the next year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, a it's, smooth slide. And we don't yeah, have I'm any. Gonna, of that. I'm going to use that on my DMs. <laughs> have a good, good slide. Good slide. Have a good slide. <laughs> Come good slide with we, me. We can. You can do the German version. Guten Rutsch. Guten Rutsch. 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 Guten Rutsch. Rutsch. Uh, yes. Rutsch. Good slide. <laughs> good slide. <laughs> I can't. I can't do the German. <clears throat> <laughs> well, okay, so as we're wrapping this up here, uh, New Year's resolutions. Go ahead. Uh, Max, what's your New Year's resolution? <laughs> I like how you did that. See what we did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> Not a quick <laughs> job, but it's your turn. I'll get you back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, in general, all the standard nonsense, eat healthier have a good sleep schedule, all that basic stuff that... How are you going to have a good sleep I, schedule, I, Max? I, I forget. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do. Well, yeah. But there's one thing, and now it's actually getting deep here. Okay. So, prehistory. You got time, right? All the time. Did you mm-hmm. did you hear that experiment of that guy that he did with water, like different buckets of water, and he treated every different water bucket, or he talked to that water bucket in, in different attitudes? Like one, he would say, like, I love you, I love you, and the other one, like, you suck, you fucker, whatever. <clears throat> and he could... Oh, so, this is a family show. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, watch your fucking mouth. Yeah. Um, don't don't be mean to the neighbor's kid. Don't be mean to the sorry, Tim. Um, and then he he watched them closely under the microscope. Wait, what did he say to the third bucket? I don't know. There was a bunch of buckets. Okay, like so, I think okay. at least eight or something. Okay, but I, he did just, different yeah, yeah, attitudes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So basically, half of them he treated very well. Different stuff, and sure. four of them um, he treated badly. Different things over and over again, and then he watched the water. The, the the like under the microscope the basically the molecules, like the molecules and, and stuff yeah. and he could see the molecules change really? like the the ones they he treated good or spoke good to had like perfect nice little crystals i don't know if that's an urban legend but i i hope it's not um and the other ones they they turned out not nice like sure. looked disrupted in a way yeah, yeah. and i know there's another study that where they did that with blood. Like they took blood from people that had depression, like mental health issues yeah, and compared it to like healthy people without mental health issues. And you could see that their, their, their blood um, was very different ah. and not in a good way, sure. basically. Sure, so yeah. the, your mental, um, your, your, um, your, your, psychological state the psychological state you're in basically is, um, alters your um the actual physiological com- consistency or components not components but the constitution of your blood yeah so my now so back to the question yeah, resolution, asked, uh, yeah. the resolution i want to um have more positive thoughts yeah speak better to myself um, than I did last year and, and and try to be mindful about what my mind does to my body in terms of how you know, how, how self-critical I am or how how my own thoughts diminish me yeah like throughout the year that's good Max yeah, that's, that's super healthy yeah 
You do know they did that same thing with plants as well, and they found that plants that got positive reinforcement grew better. Yeah, as well. So I think I yeah. think that's I think that's it's true, you know. And and again, you know, um, how you think about yourself does come out and who you are and how you view the world and, and stuff like that. And it's, uh, that's a very good one. That's a very good one. I like that one too. I like that one too. Yeah. It's a good I might, one. I might steal it. Um, <laughs> so what about you, John? Uh, I don't, I don't do new year's resolutions. Oh, why? I never have, oh. uh, because I don't think if I want to make a change in my life, I should wait for new year's. Hmm. I think it's an artificial deadline that we've created for ourselves. That doesn't make any sense. And then on top of it, we do these grandiose things like I'm going to exercise more. And then we just don't do it because there's no actual plan. Uh, and then so um, sort of reading uh, about um, New Year's resolutions uh, and why they don't work, because the reality is uh, most people don't keep those resolutions. Eight percent, only eight yeah. percent of those. Oh. So the problem is... Um, <clears throat> they're they're too broad. They're too big. Yeah. And they're not like the reality is you, you want to change a habit, right? That's your goal is to change a habit or create a new habit. And we have hundreds of habits that we've created over the course of the days. But when you say I want to exercise more, that's not a habit. That's like a, a general theme of things. But if you said I want to take the stairs at work instead of the elevator as like a small step to exercising more, that's a habit. Sure. So – how do you get yourself to do that? So you you start working on that one specific habit. Or goal, right? Goal. You have a goal. But do smaller things. So yeah. I've never been a big fan of doing um, these annual yeah. better myself ones because I, like everybody else, fail at them miserably. Sure. <laughs> like the, the year that the Jan 6th um, thing happened, uh, I made it into my I'm not going to drink in January five days. And, and then it was all over. Um, but making smaller. You decisions. started drinking again because of January six. Uh, well, I was drinking before that. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened to be on the same day. <laughs> but, but like changing the way that I think I think we need to look at it differently because we look at these grandiose things like I'm going to eat better or I'm going to exercise more, but there's no like actual tangible goal attached to it. So like like for me, uh, maybe one of my goals would be I want to drink less, but that's not going to help me get there. My goal might be maybe on Wednesdays I don't drink scotch, <laughs> right? It's beer day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a silly that's a silly one. Um, but like I was no, reading, I get the spirit of what you're trying to say. But though, I was reading that's... about it and it was like connecting, like doing these things that you want to do to change to improve your life. Exercise is a really common one around these times, and and looking at it smaller and changing habits and associating one of the things that in psychology today was talking about how do you keep those habits or how do you change those habits is you attach them to already existing habits. Okay. So like the example they gave was taking the stairs at work. And so one of your habits might be, I always take the back door into work. So that's your habit connect taking the stairs to take, to going through that doorway. So my habit is I go through the doorway and then I take the stairs, but you have to intentionally do it for at least a week before it starts to become a habit. It's not a thousand times to become a habit. That's not actually true. Um, 10,000 hours. Yeah, it's not, that's not actually true, but like, but like attaching it to a small step. So you start doing it regularly. So it's like, I walked through the door and now your mind's triggered. Oh yeah, I'll take the stairs. Uh, so you start attaching, um, these better behaviors, these better habits to existing habits, uh, to start slowly changing 
and then it becomes part of your life instead of becoming this grandiose thing with no actual direction that's easy to give up on because the one time you fail, you're like, well, I fucked up. I'm never going to do it. And yep. then you give up. And also, there's no accountability. No accountability. You know, because you're only accountable to yourself and what mm-hmm. we're really easy to trick. Yeah. That was one yeah. of the other ones they talked about too was accountability and tracking. Like people don't track their goals. Yep. You know, so like if your goal is not to drink, you should have a calendar that says today I did not have any drinks. And then if you miss a day, mark that you missed a day, but then you have this calendar that says I can continue on. Like yep. it shouldn't be all or nothing. I think also what makes it hard is that if it's just a new year's resolution, you have a start date, but you don't have an end date. It, mm-hmm. Your your mind thinks it's indefinite and that's oh, so open ended. It's yeah. open ended. Yeah. It's so hard to grasp that you're like I can't, I can't keep that on forever. I want to stop. So I think it could help to maybe make smaller resolutions, like very specific small mm-hmm. resolutions, and then have a specific timing for that. Either, yeah. like you said, one day a week I want to do that and try to incorporate that or have just a certain amount of time and then do a review at that point mm-hmm. and see if you want to keep that. Another good one that they brought up that I really like is making it relative to what you're doing. So they talked about, so exercising was, again, hot topic. Instead of saying, I want to walk 20,000 steps a day, it was, I want to walk 30% more steps than I average, than I've averaged last year. Like, I, that's my goal. So my goal is relative to what I've been doing and not this grandiose yeah, pull it out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's it's a, a level of improvement. Maybe that's 10 minutes more instead of 30 minutes more, yeah, right? But so, it's relative. And so yeah. what's really great about a goal like that is, like, if you hit that and now you're, and you went from, say, 10,000 steps to 13,000 steps a day, which is pretty good. Now, if your average is 13,000, you can still grow on top of that in the same way and say, okay, well, maybe I'll do another... 30% this next year. Yeah. But it's all relative and it it, it changes as you grow and That's as good. you improve. I like that. And it holds less potential for frustration. If yeah. you set like high goals, yeah. you you with that. And so many of these get are frustrated so easily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's if it's infinite and too big, it's unsustainable. Yeah. Like reality is I'm not gonna quit drinking. <laughs> but I can drink less. And I should. Yeah. Yep. Well, and and to boil yours down, I mean I'll think more positive of myself, you know, so, you know, I'll just try to be more conscious. Yeah. So how do you get there? That's the big question. How do you make sure? Yeah. What are the steps that you can make sure that you're doing that? Yeah. Yeah, That's a great one. One easy, easy thing is, and we all have time for that. Just do the easiest of meditations, five minutes in the morning Mm -hmm. after you wake up, sit down somewhere and just focus on your breathing. Just try to sit there, close your eyes or lie there, whatever suits you and just focus on your breathing Mm -hmm. and for me the thing was to it makes me so much aware of what is what the heck's going on in my mind like i can't Mm -hmm. even do sometimes i can't even do two breaths before my mind starts wandering off and constructing all those horror scenarios Mm -hmm. how my life will end out you know (laughs) like yeah and that's not good and just just getting to the habit doing that every morning and I'm in no way good about that pattern, but I but I get there. But just try to do that. It's it's not about perfection, right? Mm-hmm. Everything. If you want to get there, perfection will stop you at some point because oh, yeah. there is no perfection in mm-hmm. the world. But consistency will get you there. Um, so I try to get consistent about that and 
get aware of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the the first step you have to do. Be be aware mm-hmm. of what your mind does all day. Like I'm, I'm I don't know if the number is accurate, but I think it's like a fifty thousand thoughts that you think throughout the course of the day. Mm-hmm. And even if you can alter a small percentage or be aware of a small percentage and and recognize them mm-hmm. and stop them at some point. Sure. Every little helps. Yeah. I will so say, that's for me <clears throat> the way to Related there. specifically to this, um, I think self-deprecating humor is hilarious. Uh, but Helen <laughs> says I use it a little too much. Um, so she's called me out and um, it highlighted something that I think is really valuable in that if you're, if you have this goal to think more positive, you should tell someone so yep. they can, like, you're especially, yeah. you know, like your, your loved one, your, significant other, your spouse, your wife, whoever that happens to be. So they can call you out on your bullshit when you're doing it, when you're yep. being negative. And like, yep. you said you were going to try to be more positive and you're being real negative right now. So stop being such a, see you next Tuesday. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. Psychology says there, your mind can't distinguish if, um, if you're making a joke about yourself, like self-depreciating depreciating mm-hmm. humor or so if, if you're serious about it or it still hears the words, like yeah. the vibe is the same oh, mm-hmm. yeah. and it still will diminish your, well, we your know, mental health. We know why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. We use self-deprecating humor in order to reflect that which we feel bad about ourselves. Yeah, We know why we do it. Yeah. You know, but even though we're making a joke of it and everyone laughs and it... it it might outwardly be perceived that we don't care. We're saying it because we actually care and we're trying to get to it before they do. <laughs> I mean, at least it is for me. Well, yeah. and it does like, I, especially this last year, this has been one I've been, it's actually great that you brought this up. It's one I've been working on um, myself and um, like it's, it's changing phrasing in, in like when, so like, just like anybody, I fuck things up. People fuck things up. They screw up. That's fine. It happens. But there's a phrasing like, oh, I'm just, I just, well, you know, that's typical. I fuck things up all the time. Or like, well, can't win them all. Usually I'm pretty great. Maybe not this time, but it's fine. Yeah. Like there's a difference in the way that you respond Yeah. Uh, when you fuck things up and then celebrate more when you do th- some things that are really great. Yeah. You know, like you should high five yourself. You should, you know, tell yourself that you did a great job today or like, yep, nailed it. You should be like, fuck yeah, I did it. And I I think that's a good point because not only you have self-depreciating humor about stuff that you maybe don't like about yourself. Also, I don't know if it's in the same intensity on, on, in the, in the States, but at least in, in Germany, you, so if you do something good, if you achieve something, because envy is such a huge part of the German culture, you used to play it down. And that like you're A, you have self-depreciating humor, and then all your achievements you play down to not, you know, come across like cocky or or you know. So envy is a huge German culture. I would say so, yeah. <clears throat> what there is there is those um like little things people would um if they have a good car, they would remove the the like the badge of the car. Let's say you have oh, a yeah. you have an Audi RS8 or something. Well, bad example, but let's say RS6. They would remove the badges, so not everybody notices that it's an RS6, but just a regular A6 or, or whatever. Um, they used to hide their wealth 
Um, oh, not, not to show up. It's it's way different here. Here, if you achieve something, if you get you know win oh, you the lottery, the whatever, shit out of it, yeah. yeah, you 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 buy yourself a Ferrari. Everybody comes like, ah, oh, good job. It's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I want to go to Germany. N- not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people like that. <laughs> it's yeah. so annoying. It's obnoxious. Yeah. Like, great for you. You have a great car, but. I also don't care. Yeah, it's a car. Yeah. It's it's the whole culture of if you play them down, you feel better about yourself. It's yeah. it's toxic. It's a bully culture. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we're, we're I mean, to be fair, we are the two-time defending World War champs. So, we do. Yeah. We, are we though? We, <laughs> what? Did That's we just abs- debatable? Did we just absorb uh uh, absorb those that we beat into yeah, our yeah, like, exactly. I can tell you for sure we Eight, lost the, it. both. <laughs> the winner writes a history. Yeah, the winner does write the history. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean it's accurate history, but they do get to write it. Yeah, that's true. Well, mine is just to read more. Twenty minutes a day. That's all I want to do. Good. Get off my phone. Let's get read more. Super simple. Over the last couple of years, I've I've. Do you use a tracker on your phone to tell you how much no, time you spend on it? I want books. I don't want no no no. Electronic. I mean, this is related to that. Like. I don't think people realize how much time they spend on their electronics. Oh, no, and I so, don't. I don't want to know. That's why I don't turn it on. I know. But so like to your point, <laughs> this is the accountability piece where you're yeah. like, if I had something that was like, you spent three hours on your phone today. Yeah. And that seems unrealistic based on your job. Yeah. Like that's a good way to trigger that. Like mm, maybe I should read a book instead of. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I decided like this year, I think I'll just do 20 minutes a day. Like that's a goal. It's good. That's and, a good goal. Cause yeah. I, I find myself doom scrolling in Twitter I and know. then, uh, Looking at reels on Instagram all the time and then sending them to people that I think is funny and just I'm like I'm not good at goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. I, over the last couple of years, I've I've tried to learn a lot about discipline and uh, consistency. Um, those are kind of my focuses. They weren't resolutions, but just those are the things I wanted to focus. So even like with working out, I don't care how tired I am. I'm going to come down here and I'm going to do the shittiest workout I could ever do. But I'm I'm here. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my whole thing and just push through that. And it would take me a long time and I would hate it. And then some days I come down here, I'm just busting it out. I'm done in 30 minutes and everything's great. And I lifted really heavy. So um, I kind of feel like I get that and I kind of created a habit, enough of a habit now where it's like, I know what I'm doing and I'll just go down and I'll just do it. Uh, where now it's like, I want to read more though. Cause hmm. you know, I want my brain to continue to grow. And I, and I think my phone makes me stupid. Yeah. I well, feel it's dumber. giving you what you're, Clicks mm-hmm. are telling your phone you shouldn't mm-hmm. be getting instant yep. gratification all day long. Mm-hmm. Or reading, I mean, is it's rewarding too. So I'm trying to trying to read more and find books that interest me and see if I might pick up stuff. So well, you heard it here first, folks. Stop listening to podcasts. <laughs> so you reading, can listen. Start to reading a book. Yeah. You're not on your phone if you're on this. You're just listening. Oh well, read a book and listen to us, and, and then you'll get us. nothing out of both. That's right. That's right. Well, Max, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight and thanks talking for about having these me. things, and uh, thanks for bringing the beer and thanks for the bottle of uh, slurs. Yeah, right. It's actually it's very super, enjoyable. Super yummy. Yeah, yeah. I wish you guys all the best for the new year and for your existing or non-existing resolutions. Thank you. Be yeah, best. Same to you, and the best. All right, folks. Well, thank you for listening. We are a value for value podcast, and uh, any any way that you can help us, uh, I need inter- uh, website help and and help with the live stream. So that would be awesome. And uh, again, Max, thanks for coming and hanging out and giving us the beer. Yeah. Thank you. Prost. 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 Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>